from the Alan Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Flagler brings it up. Flagler looking to drive again. Kicks right side to Bonner. Steps into a three. It's no good. Loose ball tipped out. Rondell Walker has it up the floor to Thompson, who will dunk it. That's the exclamation point for the Cowboys. Oklahoma State comes in and knocks off top-ranked Baylor. Oklahoma State wins over the Bears in the Farrell Center. Back-to-back home losses by the Bears this week. Uh, first and foremost, for those that didn't know, uh, uh, James was really banged up and didn't. I didn't think he was going to play, and he, he gutted it out. Um, but obviously, that affected him. And um, that when you're when you're when you're down, uh, Jeremy Langston, James, uh, eventually those things catch up to you. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. We're down to 10 seconds to go. Baylor up by one. Franklin being guarded by Andrews, trying to clear space. Drives to the free throw line, forces up a shot. It's no good. Rebounded by Alyssa Smith. Gets it off to Sarah Andrews, who's fouled with 1.5 remaining. She can make it a three-point game from the free-throw line. Inbounds floated to Ozzie passes left side to Bristow. She doesn't get the shot off, and it banks off the back iron anyway. Baylor with the win on the road, 82-79. They score the game's final seven points in the waning moments. You know, these guys deserve, they deserve to win one of these close games. They deserve... Um, to be in one of these situations and have it go their way. And I've said all year long, like, you know, it, it takes two of our three guards shooting the basketball well for us to, to be good. And, and tonight we actually got exceptional shooting performances from Sarah. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on this Monday afternoon. Highlight cuts courtesy of Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. First men's basketball, the loss on Saturday, 61-54 to Oklahoma State. We will talk about that. And then Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm with the call as the women win a big game yesterday in Kansas, 82-79 over the Jayhawks yesterday. Talk about both of those. Look at the updated uh, poll. We've got the men's poll to look at. Tell you Baylor drops to number five in the nation with the two losses next week, last week. And uh, and then we are headed on the road to Morgantown. In fact, uh, to peel back the curtain, we are recording this hour, and Aaron has come in early. Did we wake you up early to come in and do this? A few minutes, but Just I, a few. my alarm was going to go off in about 10 minutes. Okay. Well, thank you for coming in early. And uh, we're going to leave it uh, in the audio vault uh, recorded because we are headed to Morgantown where there is uh, six inches of snow on the ground, Aaron, and it's still snowing. Oh, wow. And, and ice, apparently ice under the snow. So beautiful weather. Yes. So I got one big, he- Pat and I call it the big heavy, a big heavy uh, Nike jacket. It's the heaviest one I have. So I got that one packed and several layers underneath that. So that's what we're headed in for. In fact, normally when we go to Morgantown, we fly into, you can't fly straight into Morgantown. The runway is not long enough. 
fly into Clarksburg, West Virginia, and then bus to Morgantown. So it's about 45-minute uh, bus ride. And you think, oh, man, that's, you know, that just adds 45 minutes to your trip. Well, it does. And uh, But we go up there, you know, I go up there once, maybe twice a year. Maybe football and then basketball once a year. That's it. Once or twice a year, we go up there. For the West Virginia teams, they have to do the same thing every road trip. They have to go, they have to bus to Clarksburg to fly out of there. So every trip, going and coming, they've got that 45-minute bus trip. Wow, that's that's amazing to hear. It's it, it's a killer. Yeah, that's <laughs> got to take something out of you yeah. right, right before you're leaving for a game. Yeah. So uh, so I can't I, I can't and I won't complain too loudly because West Virginia and Tony Caridi does it all the time. Tony is the voice of the Mountaineers. We'll visit with him coming up in a bit. Get a weather report and a traffic report from Tony Caridi in Morgantown coming up in just a few minutes. Well, normally, I said, we fly into Clarksburg. Uh, today, we can't do that. There's too much ice, so we can't go to Clarksburg. Next option is fly into Pittsburgh. So we'll leave Waco, we'll fly to Pittsburgh, and that is an hour and 45-minute bus ride to Morgantown. Yeah, I was about to say, then you have to be in a bus traveling through the ice and snow, <laughs> yes, which exactly. is not ideal either. Yes. Now, it's a uh, it's a major interstate. I can't remember which one it is, but it's a major That's good, yeah. interstate, so it should be pretty well-traveled. And those folks up there, they know how to clear the roads pretty well. Not like us folks down here. No, not I mean, at I'm all. Being, I'm being dead serious, no, and I'm I including agree. myself. I <laughs> don't, if it's ice, I don't get behind the wheel of my car. Yeah. Just because I've never driven in it, and the few times I've attempted to, it didn't go well, but I didn't crash. But I knew if I kept driving, I would have. So yeah. I just uh, don't do it. Yeah, that's I it. Stay home. Well, they are much more experienced in driving that in those kind of conditions and clearing those kind of conditions. So that's our travel log for today. We're supposed to leave Waco uh, again. This is uh, being recorded. We're supposed to leave Waco at two thirty this afternoon, and uh, I don't know what time we get there. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. But we fly to Pittsburgh and then bus down to Morgantown, which is about an hour and 45 minutes. The game is tomorrow. It's an early game. Thank the Lord for that, uh, which I will ask Tony about that. How'd this game get to be 4 o'clock Central Time, 5 o'clock Eastern on a Tuesday? Isn't that interesting? It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But I'll take it. I mean, for us, getting back, I think that's great. Yeah, and... You know, I'll get out here my, about my regular time. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and probably since we're flying into Pittsburgh today, we'll fly out of Pittsburgh tomorrow night. So that'll add that hour and 45-minute bus ride uh, after the game back to uh, Pittsburgh. But uh, hopefully after a win and after a win, hey, no problems. Weather delays, no problems. Hour and 45-minute bus ride, no problem at all. So that's coming up next for the uh, Baylor men uh, after the loss on Saturday to Oklahoma State. Tough game there. Uh, James Akinjo, we didn't know it until, well, Pat and I didn't know it until we got to the arena and found out James Akinjo had had a fall on his tailbone, and it was really bothering him. And you could tell he just wasn't himself. He just wasn't, didn't have that burst. He didn't have the uh, the jump, the legs like he normally has. He was really, really hurting and, uh, and man, it showed in his numbers. It just showed the way he played. He tried to gut it out. He played 22 minutes on Saturday. But, Aaron, he just wasn't the, the James Akinjo that's leading the Big 12 in assists. Yeah, and that definitely showed in the box score. Zero assists on Saturday for James Akinjo. So, missing him hurt. 
Um, uh, Jeremy Sohan, uh, he was out again. That hurt. Uh, maybe back tomorrow. That's game to game with Sohan coming back from the uh, sprained ankle. So we'll see if he might be back uh, tomorrow against West Virginia. Bears uh, in the poll we mentioned dropped to number five in the nation. Um, there was some conversation on Saturday. In fact, I asked Fran Frischilla, who did the game on television, I said, uh, where, what do you think the polls do with Baylor? He said, they may stay number one. So Fran thought, with a win over Oklahoma State, mm. even with the loss to Tech earlier in the week, he thought Baylor might have stayed at number one uh, with a one-and-one one week last week. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, they, they lost the one game, but if they beat Oklahoma State, then, then they'll stay at one. But obviously that didn't happen. Right. Dropped so, all the way to five. All the way to five. <laughs> all the way down to five. So uh, uh, Gonzaga moves up to number one. Interesting part there, Gonzaga, this is the AP poll. They received 25 first-place votes. They're 14-2 and two on the year. They beat BYU and I can't remember who else. They won two games last week. They're 14-2. and two. Uh, Auburn is a strong number two. There was some thought that Auburn might move up to number one, and they received 11 more first-place votes than Gonzaga did. They got 36 first-place votes. Yeah, I think the general consensus was that Auburn would be number one, but I don't I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess uh, well, I mean, it had to have been that more people voted for Auburn not in the top two yeah. than Gonzaga. Had to be with, thir- with more first-place votes. They've won 13 in a row. They're red hot. Uh, Auburn jumps from number four up to number two. Uh, Arizona jumps from six to three. UCLA was third last week. They got beat by who they lose to. Remember? Utah? Can't remember. They lost over the weekend. UCLA dropped from third to ninth. So uh, shake up there. So it's Gonzaga one, Auburn two, Arizona three, Purdue four, Baylor five. Duke, six. Kansas, seven. Kansas moves up two places. They're number seven. Wisconsin, eight. UCLA, nine. Houston at 10. Villanova is 11. Kentucky, 12. LSU, 13. Michigan State, 14. Iowa State is at 15, holding steady with uh, where they were last week. USC, a big drop. Uh, They were fifth a week ago. They're number 16 now with a couple of losses. Uh, Much like Baylor, they were undefeated. And lost on Tuesday, same day Baylor lost and then lost again, but they dropped from 5th to 16th. Illinois is 17. Texas Tech, uh, big start to the week, not so big finish, uh, losing to K-State on Saturday. They move up one spot from 19 to 18 this week. Yeah, that's uh, that was really surprising, that run they went on and then to lose to K-State by double digits. You yeah. know, But it just goes to show you how, how tough the Big 12 is. How tough it is to win in the Big That's 12. It. That is the Big 12 right there in a nutshell. So Texas Tech at 18, Ohio State 19, Xavier's 20, Providence 21, Loyola Marymount, or I'm sorry, Loyola Chicago 22, Texas 23, down two spots, Texas 23rd, Tennessee 24th, UConn is 25th. Uh, Oklahoma last week was the first team out. But they now drop down. They've got uh, seven votes. Uh, TCU right behind them with four votes. So that's the top 25. Uh, Baylor leading the way, but not number one uh, this week. Number five, Kansas at seven. Uh, Let's throw Houston in there, Big 12, uh, future Big 12 school at number 10. And Iowa State at 15, Texas Tech at 18, and Texas at 23. All right, Bears and Mountaineers comes up tomorrow. We'll talk to Tony Caridi about that coming up in a bit. Right now, let's take a break. When we come back, how about that Baylor women's win yesterday in Lawrence? Talk about that. Un- 
Um, uh, unpredictable to be down by four with 13 seconds to play on the road and win the game on a 7-0 run. That's what Nikki Collin and the Bears did yesterday. Talk about that when we come back. Just getting going here, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios, brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only night we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me Back with us, John Morris Show on this Monday afternoon. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Check them out uh, here in Waco or on the web. And talking about uh, Baylor basketball, men's and women's, covered the men uh, dropping that decision to Oklahoma State on Saturday, headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia tomorrow. Baylor women, I know, are looking forward to uh, not one, but two home games this week. They have not played a game in the Farrell Center in five weeks. With the schedule, the way it worked out, the uh, postponement of a couple of games would have been home games. So they will be at home twice. They'll host Oklahoma State on Wednesday evening at 7. Then they'll host Iowa State Sunday afternoon at 2. Wow, I didn't realize that. That's incredible. Yeah. Long time, isn't yeah, it? It is. It really is. And it makes a difference. It does. Absolutely. So, uh, And a big road win for uh, Nikki Collin and the Baylor women yesterday playing Kansas. Now, this is not uh, it's not your grandpa's Kansas uh, women's team. Uh, they beat Texas last week and really, uh, really gave Baylor everything they could have asked for. Led the game um, by four points, three points with 12 seconds to go. Can't no, remember. four. They it, led it, it, by four. Yes. Yeah, they led by four. They led by four with like 24 seconds left. Okay, led by four with 24 seconds to go. Baylor uh, closed it on a three by Jamie Asbury, missed a three by Asbury on a play that Coach Collins said was set up perfectly, but she missed the three. But they got the offensive rebound, kicked it out, and Asbury hit a three, made it a one-point game. Then uh, Kansas kind of shot themselves in the foot. They couldn't get the ball inbounds. Baylor had a steal there, and they fouled Sarah Andrews. Andrews and Asbury together scored 45 points in the game. 45 points in the game yesterday, and uh, they were a huge part of the win. But then, uh, then uh, finished it off with four free throws after a couple of fouls. So Baylor outscored Kansas 7-0 over the final 13 seconds of the game to win the game 82-79. It was pretty incredible. I, you know, I try to remain optimistic, but, you know, down four with less than 30 seconds. And exactly. I was just, I had somebody text me and like, how are they doing? I'm like, I'll be honest. I was like, it looks like they're going to lose another one. Staring 0-3 yeah. in conference yeah. right in the face. And they, they somehow pulled it out. Great, great win for the lady. For, for the uh, Baylor women's basketball team. And uh, 
a very surprising win considering where they were late in that game. And it just goes to goes to show you uh, the kind of uh, kind of grit and determination that they have, you know, yeah. to, to, to be able to do that. Because a lot of teams, when you look up at a four-point deficit with that little time left, you're like, uh, you know, it's too many things would have to go our way. But exactly. they made things yeah. happen. Yeah. Kind of the uh, the litmus test that I always think of is one time Kentucky, the men, won a game. Uh, they were down by six with 20 seconds to play. Now, you look at that and you think, there's no way you win that game. <laughs> but they did. So that's kind of the mark I, I think about when I think of how far are you down, how little time do you have left. But the women outdid that yesterday, scoring, uh, you know, four point, uh, the four points to take the lead and 7-0 run. Uh, over the final 13 seconds. That is now the new uh, mark for how how many points you can score and how little time you can score them. Yeah, it was like it was pretty incredible, and it was a great win for the Bader women's basketball team and Coach Collin, and it's one that they really, really, really needed. Yeah, big and she, time. And she said that in the oh, post game. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was like, "We need it," and and she also said that you know they the the, the players deserve this one. You know, yeah, they've, they've had some tough luck. They've had some. Some games where they didn't play great, you know, um, the whole COVID situation, like like the Oklahoma game, they played great for three quarters and didn't play well in the fourth quarter, didn't shoot well. You know, the effort was still there, but you look at that game and you think, they just got tired. Yeah, you that's know, it. Coming the, back from the coming break, off COVID. fourth quarter, got them. Yep, exactly. So, uh, big, big win for the women. It is Nikki Collins' first Big 12 conference victory. Congratulations to uh, her on that milestone and, uh, and a memorable win it was for the Baylor women yesterday. Uh, Nalissa Smith had, uh, you know, she had a good game. She had a double-double, 15 and 10. But Nalissa Smith didn't carry the team yesterday. It was really those guards uh, mentioned. Sarah Andrews uh, with a career-high 25 and Jamie Asbury with 20. Those two guards totaling 45 points. That's how Baylor won the game yesterday. So a big, big win for them. They finally come home. As we said, they'll host the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. Then stay home and host Iowa State in a big game on Sunday afternoon at 2. So uh, uh, there's no team that deserves a couple of home games more than the Baylor women right now. And hopefully that can be the game that kind of kind of writes the ship. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And gets gets this season turned around. Not that it was like – not not that in any way it was over, you know, or, or getting – but an 0-3 start in conference would have been very, very bad and very tough to come back from. Pretty big hole, yeah, even though it's early in the year, you know, just three games in. But uh, I think Iowa State is – is Iowa State off to a 5-0 and start, you know, in conference on the women's side? I think you're right. Yeah, so uh, 0-3 would have been tough, but 1-2 uh, and two looks uh, so much better. Congratulations to the Baylor women winning that game and now two home games coming up uh, later this week. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by the voice of the Mountaineers, our good friend Tony Caridi. We'll get a weather report. We'll get a traffic report. We'll ask him uh, how uh, they are playing this game at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday tomorrow. That's 4 Central. It's 5 Eastern. But Tony will have all the answers for us. We look forward to that. We'll visit with him when we come back. Hey, stay with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, the Allen Samuels Studios. We'll be right back in a moment on ESPN Central Texas. Rebound loose on the floor. 
Osaboyan has it. He sends the ball out to McNeil. He gets Brown up, sets his feet for a three. Bingo, Sean McNeil. you got to find a way because he's just in a great zone right now as Sean McNeil. That head fake gets him so much space. You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Gabe against Jalen Wilson. Jab steps, takes him to the rim, puts up a runner, good, and a foul. Gabe Osaboyan took Wilson to the bucket, and Gabe scores the basket, his fifth point, led a chance of the three-point play. Now, back to the voice of the national championship Baylor Bears, John Morris. All right, easy on that national championship. Uh, an 0-2 week last week for the Bears. Highlight cuts. Uh, you heard from Tony Caridi and Jay Jacobs, courtesy of the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Bears taking off this afternoon, headed for Morgantown. Circuitous route to get there, but we'll play the uh, Mountaineers coming up tomorrow afternoon, and we look forward to that. And really look forward to any opportunity we have to visit with the voice of the Mountaineers. And Tony Caridi joins us now. Uh, how are you doing? And thanks for your time today. J-Mo, it's always great to talk with you. I disagree with something you said. <laughs> okay. You said, you said take it easy on that national championship stuff. Buddy, if I won me a natty, I'd wear that thing out. I'd have every buffer, everything, that, for, for as long as I possibly could. It would be defending national champion yeah. Baylor Bears. Just you roll with it, it, huh? Go with it. Okay, very good. All right, very good. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, we don't shy away from it. We really don't here. And there's a nice banner you'll see when you come to the Farrell Center. So uh, we, we are proud of that. Hey, I appreciate your time. We've got so many questions for you. Number one, uh, weather. We're, we're coming into uh, pretty good snow, aren't we? Or, or for us, a good snow. Maybe it's just a normal Monday yeah. for you. I'll be honest with you, John. It, was, it did not live up to the prediction. They had been talking anywhere between 6 to 10 inches, and I think it was more along the line of 3 to 4. And main roads are now pretty much um, down to the pavement. Uh, for the most part, so it was not as bad as they had anticipated it to be. Well, that's good. That's good news. Uh, it has changed our uh, travel. We're now flying into Pittsburgh. I guess we can't get into Clarksburg, uh, so we're flying into Pittsburgh, and you've you've probably had to do that a few times. That's, yes, and we did it forever, John. Yeah. And so back in the days, every, every trip for us when we didn't charter used to be a three-day road trip. Oh. You would leave. The day before, you'd play the game, and there weren't flights out. you go commercial, and you come back. And so, yeah, um, being able to fly into Clarksburg is a huge advantage. As you know, it's only about 35 minutes from Morgantown. So it'll get you every bit of an hour and a half once you guys land in Pittsburgh to come on down. Yeah. All right. So that's the plan. We're leaving, uh, we're leaving this afternoon. Uh, I've told everybody. I've peeled back the curtain here. We're recording this so I can make the plane. But looking forward to coming your way. Uh, you're the guy, you're the answer guy. Okay. I keep pe peppering you with questions. Sure. How did this game tomorrow end up, uh, four o'clock central five o'clock Eastern game on a Tuesday? It's a great question. And it's the national football league. As you know, oh. the NFL wildcard playoffs continue for the very first time tonight. We'll have a Monday night NFL playoff game. As a result of that, uh, there was no basketball window on ESPN tonight, so they moved everything to tomorrow. Uh, there you and go. You say, 
You say, okay, but why for your time, five our time? That's what our fans, you know, are are wondering out loud. They would love to have it as a seven Eastern, a six Central for you guys, and exactly how that plays out. I don't know exactly what it will do for our uh, for our crowd. Um, the students should be able to be, you know, here in full force at five o'clock our time. But that's the reason it's the it's tonight's NFL playoff game. Very good. I racked my brain and I couldn't come up with that answer. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. I mean, it would get us back at a decent hour, you know, much more than if it was a seven o'clock or an eight o'clock game there. Sure. Yeah, we'll take that. All right. So uh, I this doesn't translate well on radio, but I texted you a picture. Um, (laughs) What's your first thought when you see uh, that man with me in that picture? I thought I said like, it looked like someone took Bob Huggins' head and put it onto a different person's body with a Baylor warm-up. That's, That's right. That's or, right. And I know all of Huggs' brothers, and I said, it looks like one of Huggs' brothers. And actually, this guy looks more like Huggs' brother than Huggs' brothers do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, that is uh, – he's a local guy here in Waco. His name is Henry Witt, Jr., he runs Affiliated Auto Glass. It's on the circle here in Waco. Okay. And he is maybe not the spitting image of Bob Huggins, but but like he could be his brother. I mean, it could absolutely oh, yeah. be his brother. Uh, obviously, they go to the same barber. There's yes, no yes, same that. hairstyle, exactly. Facial appearance. I don't think Huggs wears that, that bright of a gold watch, but other than that, <laughs> it's pretty close. Pretty good watch for Henry. Uh, but he, he says he gets hit all the time when he's traveling. He said he was in an airport one time, and some Japanese uh, folks came up to him and just were sure he was Bob Huggins and, and asked him to sign a picture. And he started oh. to sign it, Henry Witt, and they got mad at him because they thought oh, he was messing with him. So he says it happens quite, quite frequently. Isn't that funny? What we need to do, we need to get Henry one of Huggs's pullovers. If he's if he'd be willing to wear the black pullover with the flying WV just for a little bit, it would mean maybe oh, for that's Halloween good. or something. He oh, could that's really good. Go Bob Huggs. Yeah. yeah. Well, Henry will be at the West Virginia game when you guys play here on January 31st, okay? So, okay, cool. Um, yeah, if we want to get them together. <laughs> Coach Huggins, I don't know if he wants to play along, but uh, he, Henry will be there at the game. Awesome! Isn't that fun? Isn't that a fun deal? That's a good. That's a good. That's a good doppelanger. They call those things. What do they call those things? Yep, doppelganger. That's right. Yeah, doppelganger. That's, that's it. his guy right there. <laughs> All right, let's talk some hoops. Uh, you guys uh, back from Lawrence? Uh, tough game there. Kansas uh, kind of hitting on all cylinders right now. Uh, but you've got you guys have are, are back at full strength, aren't you? Which uh, hadn't been the case. Correct, we are, and we had the uh, one game when we went to Texas and to open up league play uh, on the road, and we did not have three guys, and yes, we're back to full health, well, I shouldn't say full health, we're back to full roster. Bob Huggins made mention after the game Saturday that he still didn't think that Taz Sherman, who is our leading scorer, was still back to 100%. So who knows, you know, John, with the world that we're living in now with COVID, sometimes it hurts people and lasts longer for for certain people long after they're no longer, you know, contagious. So uh, without Taz and his points, it makes it a rough go because really we've got two established scorers in Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil. And then all season long, we've been saying, okay, who are going to be the third and the fourth options in scoring? So it did not happen. Uh, Taz had his lowest point total of the season. He had five against uh, the Jayhawks where he's averaging, you know, close to 20 points 
super game. So it didn't happen. I thought Kansas did, to your point. Uh, they did really play well. Uh, David McCormick, who's been kind of up and down, uh, just uh, had did what he wanted to do. And uh, a couple of other guys just played at a very high level, and it wasn't uh, wasn't really a game. It was two point game at halftime, mm-hmm. and then they exploded. They hit sixty one percent of their shots from the floor in the second half, and West Virginia didn't shoot the ball well at all either half. They they stayed around because they were proficient from the foul line, but other than that, it got away quick. Wow, I like uh, I like Sean I like to all of them, but uh, like Sean McNeil, his shooting. I like Gabe Osaboyan too. Now he isn't he a guy that missed some time earlier. He did. He was one of the three that missed earlier, and uh, you know he's a, he's an interesting guy in that he kind of typifies the way that Bob Huggins would like all of his players to play. So, just that super gritty, hard nosed guy. He's not offensively skilled, even though he had double digits here a couple of games ago against Oklahoma State. That's not his deal. Um, he, you know, in the fish world, he would be a catfish. <laughs> he's just going to go down on the bottom and grab anything that he can grab and he and I mean you've seen him through the years I mean he's a defensive guy he tries to take charges he tries to rebound so um if if guys could play with that level of intensity you know that's what it, and to be quite honest with you this west this particular West Virginia team has to play with that type of a persona otherwise it's going to be a long season because you know we lost a guy that's in the NBA right now and and Deuce McBride who's with the Knicks we lost a first team all-conference guy and Derek Culver who left early and unfortunately isn't playing anywhere right now he should have come back and so without those guys um, this this team is not offensively highly productive we're to the bottom of the league standings when it comes to scoring it. So if they don't play off the chart defense, it's going to be a bad proposition. Ooh, can you imagine if uh, Derek Culver was on this roster this year? You want to go farther, John? Yeah. What if? You want to do the one if? Yes. What if Deuce came back? Yes. What if Derek came back? Yes. And what if Oscar Shibway didn't transfer? Oh, I, I, I was not going to bring up the name Oscar no, Shibway. Yeah. yeah was that kind of like Harry Potter, he who should not be named? <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, hey, I mean, to give the kid, I mean, but yeah, that Oscar could have been on this team as well. If you had those three cats, then you'd be really at a super high level right now. But it, it is what it is. That's wow. the new world that we're living in. I mean, these rosters, and I'm not telling anything you don't know, um, they are transitional. Um, all, forget about year to year, hour to hour. You know, I did um, – the Kansas game there the other day, Jalen Coleman lands with Kansas. Mm-hmm. This is his fourth school. Mm. Two at DePaul, two at Illinois, one at Iowa State, now Kansas. Yeah, um, you know, you've got a guy in Dale Bonner uh, who played 20 minutes away from here at Fairmont State um, last season. It's This is a new world, and uh, you better get on board because it's not changing. Yeah. You guys, uh, two and two in the league. We're three and two now. Uh, this is kind of an early season swing game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so. If you're West Virginia, the best-case scenario would be that you guys won Saturday against Oklahoma State and you got off of that, hey, we didn't, you know, we lost a game to uh, to Texas Tech. Now the Bears come in 
you know, I would imagine exactly focused to a point where we're not going to lose three in a row. And conversely for West Virginia, uh, they know there's no easy games in this league, zero easy games for West Virginia in this league. We got to go to Texas tech this coming weekend. So, I mean, it, it should be, it should be a good grapple here. Um, both of these teams, I think, you know, want to get back onto the winning side and, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Looking forward to it. Appreciate your time today and we'll see you over there tomorrow. Yep, look forward to seeing you, John. Travel safe, my man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. The great Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers. Tony uh, and the Mountaineers hosting Baylor tomorrow. We're on the air at 3.30, tip-off at 4 tomorrow, central time. 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock central uh, tip-off tomorrow. That'll be a 5 o'clock tip-off there in the east, and I knew he'd have the answer, Aaron. Yeah. And uh, it's something I hadn't even considered. Yeah, and it makes sense. It's yeah. still not ideal, but you right. understand why they're doing it. Yeah, oh, it's ideal know. for us. I mean, it's ideal <laughs> well, yeah. for the visiting team. <laughs> Hopefully it knocks the crowd down a little bit. We get back at a no, much more a decent great, hour. That's you a know, great point so. being the road team. You know, right. Hopefully they don't have a full house right. screaming like they usually do right. because they have they have a great home court advantage, and they it works well with with that pressure defense that coach huggins runs so, absolutely does you know i mean hopefully this will be advantageous for the bears yeah so looking forward to that baylor in west virginia comes up tomorrow bears uh on the road twice this week headed to norman to play ou saturday at two thanks to tony caridi let's take a break we'll be back wrap things up uh share some birthdays with you a little bit more when we come back stay with us john morris aaron sexton in the allen samuels studios here on espn central texas Isley Brothers on a Monday afternoon, final segment. Going to wrap things up, head to the airport, head out uh, to Morgantown through Pittsburgh uh, is our flight this afternoon. Leaving this afternoon out of Waco Regional, and uh, we'll end up uh, later tonight in Morgantown, West Virginia. Baylor and WVU coming up tomorrow. Appreciate Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers, being on with us. Aaron, we are 40-plus minutes into this hour and we haven't mentioned uh, the word Cowboys once, except in reference to Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's a good thing because uh, we, we only have about we only have a few minutes left, and it'd be about a ten minute rant. Uh, yeah, for me about, there's not enough time. It's just it's just ridiculous. And you think Mosley might mention the Cowboys once or twice? I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, I just just so disgusted with everything. Yeah, the game, the the play. The players and coaches' reaction, yeah. the game, the play calling, just everything. Okay, sorry I brought it up. Ugh. All right, coming up <laughs> top of the hour, Matt Mosley. There'll be plenty of Cowboys talk from 4 to 6, so stay tuned for that. Tom Barfield, Ward White's weekday morning 7 to 9. Incidentally, they had Jerry Hill on this morning, and a really nice honor for Jerry on Saturday. He uh, was nominated by his son, one of his sons, Jonathan, for uh, Baylor Alumni by Choice. This is an honor uh, bestowed upon people who didn't graduate from Baylor, but they have uh, a great deep love for Baylor. In Jerry's case, works for Baylor now. And uh, they had a ceremony on Saturday morning on campus 
where they uh, presented the decrees, not degrees, but decrees to the alumni by choice. Roy Evans and Ann Evans, uh, two of those. Uh, some others uh, were part of that group. And Jerry was one of those, but he couldn't be there Saturday morning. So we had the thought, hey, could we get that decree and maybe surprise him with it at the basketball game? And we did, and Virginia Ellis, uh, director of the Baylor Women's Council, uh, went one step further and said, how about if President Livingstone comes down to your spot and presents it to Jerry? And I said, oh, that is terrific. So she did. Jerry came down at halftime thinking he was just going to do a halftime interview with us, talking about you know football and women's basketball. And lo and behold, we end up uh, with uh, President Livingstone making a presentation to Jerry. That's really cool. It was fun. And well-deserved. Yeah, I mean, Jerry's a great well guy deserved. and great at his job and, and deserves all the accolades he gets. He very really does. So. Yep, very good. So uh, congratulations, Jerry Hill, an official Baylor alumnus by choice. Mentioned some birthdays here, uh, and, and I said all that to say uh, that Jerry was on with Tom and Ward this morning. They're on weekday mornings, 10 to 7 to 9 uh, a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, birthdays today. Uh, let's see, Cameron Freiberg's birthday today. Happy birthday to Cameron Freiberg, former Baylor volleyball standout. Uh, Drake Toll's birthday is today. Drake Baylor's student. Happy birthday to him. Uh, let's see, it's John Boyd's birthday today. Happy birthday to John. Oh, it's Josh Ford's birthday. Josh, uh, former uh, slugging Baylor catcher. Outstanding catcher, member of uh, uh, the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. Happy birthday to Josh Ford today. It is John Denton's birthday today. John is the uh, color analyst for uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. Does an outstanding job, and i uh, got to shoot him a text. Happy birthday to John Denton today from uh, up at TCU. And let me look at, I know there's somebody else on another list that I've got to get to. Yes, top of the list, actually. Cassandra Nunley's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Cassandra, Pat's wife. Happy birthday to uh, the nurse, uh, Cassandra Nunley, today. All right, anybody else, Aaron? I have a list today. Oh, really? It's a big birthday day. Wow, okay. Actor James Earl Jones turns 91. Oh, fantastic. Obviously uh, famous for many movies, but probably most famous as the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah. So still with us. Luckily, 91 and 91 years young comedian Steve Harvey turns 65 today. Jim Carrey turns 60. Former First Lady Michelle Obama turns 58 and Kid Rock turns 51. Nah, how about that? Hey, that's a good list today. It was. I was looking. I was like, man, I, there, a lot of people make the cut today. Very so. nice. James Earl Jones. You know who else's birthday would have been today? She passed away recently. Betty White. Would have turned one hundred today. That's right. I, yeah. I didn't. That, that's at the kind of at the bottom of the page right, that right, I look at, and right. I didn't didn't see that. But yeah, man, just so close to a hundred. No, but you know, it, it's man. She uh, she had a she had a great run. Didn't what a she? great career! Oh, ninety nine years career. and yeah. and and just uh, absolutely amazing and beloved by. Pretty much the whole country. I know. Isn't she that great? So great. Yeah. yeah. Such an outpouring. How many times can you say somebody passed away at age 99 and they passed away way too young? Yeah, and you're still saying that's too young. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, one more real quick. Sure. I missed uh, Dwayne Wade, future Hall of Famer uh-huh. and former NBA All-Star, turns 40. Nice. 40 for Dwayne Wade. Yeah. How about that? So uh, for Betty White, uh, you know, would have been her 100th birthday today, passed away just recently. There is some type of... Um, 
I don't know if it's a documentary, movie about her, something that is out just today for her 100th birthday today. And my wife and um, a couple of her friends, uh, Becky and Sherry, went to see that this afternoon. So pretty nice deal, you know, to honor, uh, commemorate her 100th, what would have been her 100th birthday today. And the thing is, she got to enjoy it while she was still alive because the last few years, every every time her birthday rolls around, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much a national discussion. People are like, hey, we, Betty White, our national treasure is still around, you yeah. know. So uh, it was it was great for her and it was great for the country as a whole because yeah i mean she was just universally loved that's right that's a good way to put it all right we got to move out of here stay tuned matt mosley is next matt will be on four to six there'll be plenty of cowboys talk i I don't know this for a fact but i'm just guessing plenty of cowboys talk coming up in the next couple of hours maybe a few minutes yeah maybe just a few so stay tuned for that we appreciate tony caridi who was on with us tony the voice of the west virginia mountaineers Uh, It's Baylor in West Virginia tomorrow. We are headed out today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow from Morgantown, West Virginia. Aaron, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Tom's going to fill in a shortened uh, 3 p.m. hour tomorrow. Now stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next on ESPN Central Texas. Wow, I'm livid if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners fan. That's the end of the game.